Good morning, and welcome to The Mental Note with Dr. Darrell R. Pullard, the spiritual leader of today's church, Tampa Bay. Today's message. Today, our subject is an overlooked I am. 
That's right. An overlooked I am. That um, the thing I love about the Bible is that you, I can always look at it and see something that maybe I've read over, that I've seen it before, but not really paid attention to, not really focused on. But I can always get new insights, new illumination from the scripture. And so I'm sharing with you my personal study because it's important that, uh, especially uh, us as ministers and teachers and bishops and all those with titles and potentates and positions, that we read the scriptures not just to prepare a message, not just to prepare a lesson to share with somebody else, but that you actually read, study, and research the scriptures for your own unfoldment. And as you're doing it for yourself, then God will show you things to be able to share with somebody else. But I enjoy reading, studying, researching the scriptures uh, because Jesus said, search the scriptures for in them you think you have eternal life. And so I'm excited about this because I'm sharing with you my own personal study. Um, and so I was, you know, I'm a person that I wake up in the morning, I do my stillness and my silence, I do my journaling, um, my meditation, I pray, I have a prayer partner, exercise, breakfast, all those good things I get done in the morning. And so during my study time, uh, the Holy Spirit had me looking at Matthew chapter 5, verses 13 to 16. Again, our scripture, our backdrop scripture for today is Matthew chapter 5, verses 13 through 16. And so I'm reading the scripture and, you know, it says that you are um, the salt of the earth or the salt loses savior. You know, wherewith shall it be salted? It's good for nothing but to be trodden under the foot of men. Since you are the light of the world, you know, a city that's sitting on a hill that cannot be hid. You know, people don't take um, a candle and put it under a bushel, but they put it on a lampstand so that it can give light to all the world. So this Holy Spirit was showing me that in that text, there are three I am's. Uh, the first one is that I am the salt of the earth. Now, um, people with the salt of the earth, uh, people, you know, some people count that as an I am of Jesus Christ. Some people do not. Uh, but the first one there is I am the salt of the earth. Come on, affirm with me. I am the salt of the earth. Now, that's the inferred I am. Jesus didn't actually say I am the salt of the earth, but he said ye are the salt of the earth. So the only way that I can uh, say what you are is that it has to be a reflection of who I am. Let me say that again. Whenever you say who somebody else is, you are reflecting back to them who you are. That you're only able to see it in somebody else because you see it in yourself. If you didn't see it in yourself, then you would not be able to see it in somebody else. So point number one, I am the salt of the earth. When Jesus said, ye are the salt of the earth, he was seeing the disciples. Because remember, Matthew chapter 5 is taking place. It's a part of the Sermon on the Mount where Jesus is taking his disciples um, up to the Mount of Olives. And he is teaching them and training them and developing them about his, it's his manifesto. He's establishing his ministry. He's establishing his local assembly. He's saying what he believes, what he teaches. And so he's giving them the Beatitudes, you know, blessed are. And now he's going into uh, blessed are the, the peacemakers, blessed are the meek. And he's gone through all that in Matthew chapter 5. He's left the crowd and taken the disciples to an elevated place. And so now when it gets to Matthew 5 and 13, now he's doing some identity statements to let them know who they are. And so the first thing he says, point number one, is that ye are the salt of the earth. 
To say that you are the salt of the earth must mean that he first saw himself as the salt of the earth. Because I cannot see anything in you that I don't see in me. So many times what we say about other people, it is just a reflection of ourselves. Let me say that again. What we say about other people is a reflection of ourselves. So many times the things that we don't like in other people are the things that we don't like in ourselves. Because what we see in others is based upon what we see in ourselves. That's why Jesus later said in this Gospel of Matthew on the Sermon on the Mount, he says, um, Judge not that you be not judged. For with the same measure that you meet, it shall be measured again unto you. And, it, uh, and he says that when you look at your brother or your sister, he says it's based upon perception. He says, how can you get the little beam out of your brother or your sister's eye and there's a big old moat in your eye? He said, first get the moat or the plank out of your eye and then you can see the beam in your brother or your sister's eye. So whatever you're seeing in somebody else, that beam that you're seeing, um, um, that, that moat that you're seeing in somebody else or that beam that you're seeing in somebody else is because of your own perception of how you see yourself. However you're seeing other people, it has to get through the filter of how you see yourself. And we learned uh, last week that how we see God impacts how we see ourselves and how we see ourselves impacts how we see others. So Jesus said, ye are the salt of the earth because he was reflecting and projecting to them what he saw in himself. He was the salt of the earth. All right. So the first I am that you see here is um, I am the salt of the earth. It is a reflection as a result of Jesus seeing himself in somebody else. All right? Pulling point number two. The second I am in this is he says, not only am I the salt of the earth, but I am the light of the world. Now, in this text, he doesn't actually say, I am the light of the world. He says, ye are the light of the world. Let your light so shine before men, which is people, that they may see your good works and glorify your Father, which is in heaven. So when he was saying, again, ye are the light of the world, he was reflecting himself because he was the light of the world. And then later in John chapter 8 and verse 12, he actually makes the specific statement, I am the light of the world. As long as I am in the world, I am the light of the world. So Jesus actually said it later in John that I am the light of the world to show us that when I say ye are the light of the world, I'm really saying I am the light of the world because I cannot point a finger at you. Y'all remember that old sign. Whenever I point a finger at you, there are three more pointing back at me. So whenever I make a statement or a projection about somebody else to the second degree, with these two that I'm really pointing back to myself of the third degree. And so Jesus says, ye are the light of the world. As long as I am in the world, I am the light of the world. Now ye are the light of the world. So, so let your light shine. And so the second I am in here is it was inferred in this text, but actually stated in John chapter 8 and verse 12. And he said, well, why is it, what's the big deal about this? Because two of the most powerful words that you can say is I am. I am the two of the most powerful words that you can say. And so therefore, when Jesus says I am or infers I am or reflects I am or projects I am, it's important for us to pay attention to it. So I, I've heard before, you know, and I've taught, you know, I am the salt of the earth. It was a reflection. Pulling point number one. I am the salt of the earth. It was a reflection of how Jesus saw himself. So he said, ye are the salt of the earth. 
I am the light of the world, pulling point number two, it's a reflection of himself because ye are the light of the world, then I am the light of the world. And then it's stated later in John chapter eight and verse number 12. Pulling point number three, there is an overlooked I am in this text where he says, ye are a city sitting on a hill which cannot be hid. Now, I'm telling you, I've read this text hundreds of times. I'm going to be gracious and say hundreds of times. But I never saw this ye are a city sitting on a hill which cannot be hid. So when Jesus says you are a city or ye are a city sitting on a hill that cannot be hid, he was actually saying I am a city sitting on a hill that cannot be hid. Now, if you can look at scriptures and you go seven I am's of Christ, nine, 10, 12, 14, uh, 20 I am's of Christ. But as I looked through those lists this morning, I was doing my research. None of those I am's of Christ list this one that says, I am a city sitting on a hill that cannot be here. You know, I am the bread of life. I am the living water. I am the way. I am the truth. I am the life. I am the good shepherd. I am the door. You know, um, I am the way, the truth, and the life. I am the resurrection life. All of those, you know, I've heard, I've taught, I've preached, I'm familiar with. But this one was kind of hidden in the cut. You know, I am a city sitting on a hill that cannot be hid. This is an overlooked I am. I know I didn't see it before. And so it's an, I desire for us, you know, to look at this, the implications of I am a city. To look at the ramifications of I am a city sitting on a hill that cannot be here. So I desire for you to affirm with me today. We're going to start this teaching on I am a city sitting on a hill that cannot be here. And we're going to start. What does it mean? Why would Jesus say that we're cities? You know, that I am a city. So that means that you are a city. That means that we are cities. Why would Jesus say that? What were the implications of making a statement? You know, when he says, I am the light of the world, light is a, is a thing. You know, it's one thing, one component. I am the light or I am light. You know, even with salt, I am the salt of the earth. It is a thing. It's something that you can, you know, it is one thing, salt. It is one thing, light. Even though light expresses itself in different ways, but light is a thing and salt is a thing. But a city, a city has so many different components to it. It has so many different parts. There's so many things that make up a city. Why would Jesus say, I am a city sitting on a hill that cannot be here? Now, there are not any other references where it's said any other time, but in this text, I'm telling you, I don't desire to miss it. I'm going to look at this. We're going to get all the meat off the bones and so forth. You know, for the next however long, we're going to be talking about I am a city sitting on a hill that cannot be here. Come on, affirm that with me today. Say what Jesus said, because everything Jesus was, I am. Everything Jesus Christ said about himself, I can say about myself. Everything that Jesus Christ did, I can do, and even greater works. So let's not overlook this I am. Let's expose this I am. Let's ask somebody, have you ever read that scripture? Did you ever pay attention to that part where he says, ye are a city? That he gave us an identity that I do not desire to overlook, that I do not desire to downplay or miss. If Jesus says, you are a city sitting on a hill, guess what? I am a city sitting on a hill that cannot be here. And so we're going to dig deep into this. 
file this teaching. It's new, it's fresh, it's hot off the presses. It's something I've never preached before, I've never taught before. How about I never saw or paid attention to it before? But my eyes are on it. The Holy Spirit has me focused on these words. I am a city sitting on a hill that cannot be hit. Come on further with me. I am a city sitting on a hill that cannot be hit. Come on one more time for the subconscious phase of mind. I am a city sitting on a hill that cannot be hit. Affirm that throughout the day and see the impact of saying that. See the impact of thinking about I am a city sitting on a hill that cannot be hit. I love you so much. God bless you. Thank you so much for being a part of the daily download. Remember to share this on your page. Uh, remember to like and follow the Dr. Durar Pulley page. And remember, you know, it's important that you share this good news with somebody else because somebody didn't know that they were a city sitting on a hill that cannot be here. But if Jesus said it, I believe it. So remember our plea points for today. I am the salt of the earth. I am the light of the world. I am a city sitting on a hill that cannot be hit. I love you so much. God bless you. Have a positive and productive day. And until tomorrow morning at 6.30 a.m., remember, God is doing something wonderful in me, and God is doing something wonderful in you. You've been listening to The Mental Note with Dr. Darrell R. Pulley, the spiritual leader of today's church, Tampa Bay. For more information about today's church, visit us online at todayschurchtampabay.com.